On this episode of the Wounded Warriors in Action podcast, John continues his visit to Camp Hackett with a great conversation with tremendous friend and supporter of the foundation, Mr. Mike Reed. John and Mike spend some time sharing stories and discussing Mike's contributions to our Purple Heart heroes, as well as his many skill sets that he's used throughout the past 15 years in service to the foundation and as a way to honor and give back to our combat wounded veterans. Let's join John and Mike now. Hi, my name is John McDaniel. I'm the founder and the CEO of the Wounded Warriors in Action Foundation, and this is the WWI podcast, Honor, Connect, and Heal. And today, with me in the North Woods of Wisconsin, I've got a very good friend of mine, uh, Mike Reed, and he's sitting right next to me. We're in the Airstream. This is the first uh, pod, mobile podcast, if you will. We are off the grid. We are at Camp Hackett, and I am proud to uh, introduce uh, Mike Reed. Uh, Mike, how are you today? I'm doing good. It's a great day up here. I mean, the sun's out. It's beautiful. Uh, the snow is melting. Yep. So it's awesome. So I'll tell. I'll lead in by how I I haven't really thought about this, but we've known each other for what would you reckon? Uh God, I'm trying to think so. Got to be 15 years. 16 yeah, 15, years. 16 years. Yeah, time flies. It does. It's. Uh, so I'm thinking I had the bar the second year. Yeah. When you came up here, I was in there. For the, I think it was our second year. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, Mike. Mike Reed is a is a is a very special guy. Mike has done more uh, work up here, volunteer work. I I, I might add uh, up here at camp than than anybody else. And 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 there's been a lot of people that have helped. It, you know, move the ball, move the needle, whatever you however you want to say that. But but Mike is a um, you know what's the saying? You know, uh, 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 you know. Uh, a jack of all trades, master of none. Well, you're a jack of all trades and master of many. I, guess. I go master and none. <laughs> I got to stick with that. But uh, Mike's got a very interesting. I asked Mike to be on the podcast because um, you know he's a very interesting man. He's got uh, he's got lots of talent and he can fix anything and has you know with his own hands uh, built the addition onto the bunkhouse, the American Disabilities Act compliant bathroom that we put in. Thanks to the Reeves Foundation, but Mike did all of that work himself, um, and uh, the 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 tile in there is amazing. Some river rock in there, but it's it's an amazing, uh, beautiful addition to the bunkhouse. Mike, tell us a little bit about uh, that work that you did in there. Well, you know, when I got the shipment from Florida with a box of rocks, <laughs> my so, wife is, "What did you order now?" <laughs> Yeah, so. I opened it up. I guess I ordered a box of rocks. There was a box of rocks. <laughs> yes, there was. Uh, first time I've ever had to do that one, but John actually took and cut stones from the river. We cut a flat side on them. And uh, so this, this tile this tile job actually has it's stones from the property. It, yep. It's pretty cool. It turned out nice. It was uh, Probably one of the most intricate ones I've had to do because most of the time when you do something like that, it comes in a sheet, and these had to be set one stone at a time. Yeah. And, uh, it was fun. It was I enjoyed I enjoyed doing stuff like that. It's and I I couldn't be doing it for nicer people. You know, it's uh, this is a great organization. Uh, John John gives me too much credit though. He should be giving more of it to my wife 
Joni is uh, yeah. without her. Trust me, I can't do this. Wow. She uh, she takes care of stuff at home when I'm out yeah. doing this kind of stuff. So it's it's more. I mean, it's I got. She's a great woman. Yes, she is one of a kind. You found yourself oh. a wonderful a wonderful woman there, didn't you? Yes, I did. She uh, she called me a wuss the other night. <laughs> I didn't believe I was going to say that out loud, but I did. We're sitting. There, I went to Mike, Mike and and Joni, his beautiful bride, own the uh, in town. They're business owners, and they own in Phillips, Wisconsin, up here in the Northwoods. They own uh, Club Thirteen, and right next to that is the A and W, and they own that that as well. So they um, they are uh, proprietors and and small business uh, men and women, and and uh, a couple up here working very hard. Um, very much um, part of the fabric of the society up here. And so I rolled into the bar, and um, I wasn't drinking, uh, and I sat at the bar, and um, and I they were you were all were playing dice, weren't you? Yes. Yeah. Yes, we're and that, and some somebody won something or did something, and there was a round being bought, and normally I would have had, uh, I would have probably been playing and had a shot, but I didn't, and... And so your uh, wife Joan looked at me and and said, "Well, get him a get him a water, get him a shot of water." So the guy came over and the bartender comes over and everybody's drinking whiskey or rum chattas or whatever they're drinking, and I had a shot of water and which I didn't finish all of, I might add. <laughs> and your wife looked at me and said, "What's wrong, you wuss?" <laughs> that would be Joan. <laughs> I love it. I love it. She, you know, she. Re- I, I said I got the best ass chewing in my life. One of the best asked you, and I, I've had some good ones in the military. You get your butt chewed real good. And I remember a few years ago, I was uh, back hauling some trash, and you told me I could use your dumpster to to throw our trash in. And but I what what wasn't clear in my mind is which dumpster to put it in. And so I put it in. I was putting it in a couple bags of trash in the A and W dumpster and joan happened to come out with two or three of your employees i don't know they may going going to lunch or something and so it caught me doing it and boy did i get a butt chew in there <laughs> that's a good one <laughs> yeah yes i uh yeah i apologize for that uh i told her well you know joan it's it's one of the things you wouldn't believe the amount of stuff but i guess i would rather see people throw the garbage in my dumpster than on the side of the road right. so yeah. yeah but uh yeah she she definitely uh God bless you. Uh, uh, reprimanded you for yeah, that. I did. Yeah. <laughs> and called me a wuss. So you got to love that. I mean, I said there's only one person on the planet that could call me a wuss and get away with it, and I think it's your wife. But anyway, yeah. God bless her. Um, so anyway, so you, 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 you have a very interesting past, and I wanted to uh, touch on that a little bit because I think it's, you know, I just find it fascinating. And um, you worked... Once upon a time, you worked in a cheese factory, right? Yes. I uh, actually started there when I was 17. I, I'd go in after school, and we'd, we'd work till from what? They started at quarter to four. The shift started because there was a lot of high school kids that worked there. Right. And we'd work till 2, 3 in the morning. And at that time, I was in production, and I probably did that for a year or two, and then I went into maintenance. Uh-huh. Also, at the end of the day. Started working maintenance there, and I worked there 17 years. Where, so where was that, Mike? Marshfield. Okay. And Marshfield, for the folks that don't know, is about how far from Phillips? 80 miles south. Okay. Straight south. All right. So we're, 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 we're in the Northwoods. There's not much between us and the UP of Michigan at this point, or at this, you know, there's, we're, there's, woods. Uh, woods. Woods. Yeah, that's about it. A right? couple rivers. Uh, yeah, it ain't yeah. much. 
So okay, so you 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 worked in a cheese factory. You know what goes on in a cheese factory? Well, they they're making cheese. We're making cheese. A lot of maintenance. A lot, a lot of maintenance. maintenance. And, and so all, th- that's where you learned all these. How I, to fix I learned things. a lot of it. You yeah. know, I I still think like I I said the other day. I, I learned a lot of things I know how to do from just watching my grandpa. Yeah. Watching my dad. You know, it's like I said. You know, you. Sitting there, you're holding a light, and pretty soon you get one upside the head. Who needs to see that, me or you? You know, it's like, uh, and you just, by, you know, it's amazing what you can learn if you allow yourself to. You know, we're so I'll tell you, um, I came up with this this new. Uh, I'm I'm serious about this. I know you and your your wife were laughing at me the other night, but I think we need to develop this uh, this new unit of measurement. It's called the mic. Okay. <laughs> And the mic is, um, I think once once people get a hold of this idea, I think that it'll really catch on and it'll be a thing. You know, people will refer to it as the mic, like on the mic scale. What, what, and I'll explain it. I've been thinking about it because, you know, it's a unit of measurement. The mic is, and and, and there's two there's two parts to it. There's uh, and the scale is on, on a scale of one to ten. One being low, ten being high, but there's there's two measurements. So it's ten ten would be the best you could get. And the first measurement, the first ten has to do with the difficulty of the job. Okay, so uh, like for example, um, we're out there. I came in on Monday, and on no, was it Sunday or Monday? I came in on Monday. Monday. On Tuesday, you're out here, and we're putting the tracks on the Argo. Okay, for those that don't know, an Argo is a six-wheeled vehicle all-terrain you know amphibious it's a, it's a small tank basically and we own one and um we use it for the foundation as a mobility device uh like i said it's it's amphibious it goes through it just about any kind of terrain the only thing it won't do is knock over big trees you know it's just a monster and anyway it came with these tracks so you could put the tracks on the wheels but the they, they, the tracks had been removed a few years ago and so with all this snow, I said to Mike before I got up here, we should probably think about putting those tracks back on the Argo so I can get back there and do my thing. You know, there's three, four foot of snow. It's the only thing we have that'll do it. And so Mike came out here and 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 plowed this whole pad here, right? I mean, took, I don't know, how long did that take you to do? Yeah, it was, I was out here probably three hours. Okay. I mean, it's... Moving snow for three hours. Snow. Got stuck a couple times. Donnie had to come out and, and pull you out. Yeah, I actually had a friend of mine follow me out, Donnie Hansen, who also owns a business in town. And he just, when I got stuck, he pulled me back. And then I'd go till I got stuck again. And then he'd pull me back. And until we got in here and got to the tractor. And once I started using the tractor, then it was yeah. much easier. So... So oh, yeah. part of that was those those tracks were at the side of the of, of one of the buildings we have, and they and they were frozen like in this frozen in like six inches of ice, you know. So those had to be extracted. So he spent like a day getting the tracks <laughs> out, and then so then they had to get put on the Argo, right? And and so here I am like a hog, you know, looking at a wristwatch. How in the world are we going to do this? You know, I think we have all the parts. I didn't put them on. I didn't take them off. I don't have any idea. And so, you know, but Mike's here. So I'm like, this is, if Mike can't fix it, it can't be fixed. So we get these tracks unthawed finally, and we get them laid out, and we roll the Argo on top of them. Or, you know, we're going to put these tracks these huge rubber, what are they, probably 15 feet long, 20 feet long? Well, I'd say 
Yeah, probably 15 feet. Yeah, 15 15. feet long. They probably weigh 150 pounds. I mean, they're huge. Yeah. Yeah, and they got to get put on. And so there's a pin system, and and we can't get the thing tight enough. And and, and Mike's like, I think just let me get it. You got to let's get a ratchet, you know. So he gets a strap ratchet, and he, you know, MacGyver's this thing. And the next thing you know, within an hour, we got the tracks on there. And all I'm saying is that, you know, if you're a novice in, hey, I'm a, you know, I can do a lot of things, but I, I mean, I, I've never, I didn't never put the tracks. On. I didn't take them off. I think I probably take, take could have taken them off because that's not very hard. But putting them back on in the middle of the winter after they've been frozen in ice, and then to come up with a a way of you know actually making it happen with a ratchet strap ratchet system, which you did. Um, I mean, that's really impressive to me. And that's just one small thing. You didn't even think about it. But I could have looked at it for two or three hours and never figured it out. I don't know. It wasn't that bad. I know. <laughs> See, on that, that's where you go back to the mic. You go, okay. So uh, for me, that, that, that task, I was thinking about it. That task for me alone, if, I, if you say you got to put these tracks on this thing, I'd have been like, okay, on a scale of 1 to 10, how difficult is this going to be? I'm thinking it's about an eight. You're probably thinking it's about I'm, a I'm five. I'm going a little lower than that. Yeah, like a five. <laughs> I'm not okay. going lower than that yet. It wasn't that. Right. So, it, but I guess so part of the measurement has to do with who has to perform the task. Because if you have the skill set, it's probably a five. You know, and if you don't have the skill set, it might be an eight. But anyway, the other side of the equation on the mic is not how difficult the task is, but how well it's performed. So if it's super difficult and it's performed to a very high standard. It's a ten ten. That's the be- that's the standard for the mic. A ten ten, and I think Mike, I'm just submitting to you and and did the other night um, that, you know, um, you are a ten ten. You fix just about anything, and no. it doesn't matter what it is. And I give you the thermal coupler in the uh, you know the water heater, or the the tile in the bathroom. I mean. You're always out here doing something, um, you know, that is uh, complicated and requires a certain skill set, and you seem to have all of them. And I just think it's really impressive, and and I admire that, and I want to thank you, uh, you know, publicly for well, all you do. Well, thank you. I, you know, sometimes it's just it's more about getting a hold of somebody that. If you don't have the knowledge, I gotta have people I can call. Yeah, and that's, like, what, that's what can't you do? I mean, that's well, what I want to know. Give me an example of something that you actually had to uh, actually, refrigeration. That, okay, I don't have the tools. <laughs> All right, see, there you go. Or the knowledge. I mean, I, refrigeration. I, I got to get somebody. For well, that you one. know, you says you said to me. Oh, here's another good example. I'll tell you. This the, I got two. I got more than two. But the two that just happened that came off the top of my head was you know he you know he comes out here. Before I arrive, you know, to move the the snow, okay, so that I can come in here and do my thing, open up camp, um, and, which is amazing to me that he would do that for starters. But he gets on the tractor. So we won this Boomer 30 Naholland tractor a few years ago in a, in a national contest. We won a five-year free lease, and after the the lease... The foundation did. After after the lease, they 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 asked if I wanted to buy it, and I said yes, of course, because it's a great little tractor. So Mike comes out here, gets stuck four times. Donnie pulls him out, and he's you know. Then he gets the tractor. This tractor's got a good bucket on it, and he's moving all this snow, and it's heavy. And there's a lot. This this uh, the forty, you know, where where the where the bunkhouse is and the trailer, you know, there's a lot of there's just a lot of things that have to you know a lot of snow out here. And it's a pretty good sized space, like a big parking lot, right? And so he gets on the tractor, but the tractor won't stay started. 
It won't it won't keep running. And because there's a there's a the, there's a sensor on the seat apparently, right? Yep. And yep. and if 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 you're not sitting on it, it shuts off. And and it was so cold that it didn't sense that you were sitting on it, so you couldn't get the tractor to work. And what you did was you told me on the phone you jumpered it. Yeah. Okay. He goes. I just. I just. Uh, tell. He told me the problem. Yeah. I. I talked to Lulich, and Lulich said, you know, this is a tractor guy in town. That, you know, that sells implements and tractors. And I talked to Lulich, and and he says, yeah, those sensors go bad sometimes. And so I just jump jumpered it. I just jumped it over. He says to me, and I go, oh, okay. And I. Pre- I was pretending like I knew what you were talking about. <laughs> I said, okay. And I later called Arthur. I talked to Arthur again here. And I said, yeah, I told him a story. I said, yeah, Mike had to jumper it over. I said, and, and Art said the same thing I did. Oh, okay. I said, you don't, don't kid me. You don't know what that means either, do you? He goes, no. Well, I pretended like I did. So, but yeah, there you go. I mean, he, 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 I mean, tell us about, jump. how'd you do that? Just put a wire in a switch. Put a wire in a switch. Just put a wire and jump. You know, I did. I don't have that skill set. I, I was just going to cut it off and wire nut it, but you might wanted to use it again. So, but uh, that's all I'm it, saying. It's, it's just a safety switch. Yeah, it's just a safety oh. switch. Yeah, but I'd have been out here for for the rest of my life, not knowing why. <laughs> oh, I'm telling you, tr- the truth of the matter. It would have warmed up and it would have oh, worked. <laughs> okay, eventually, right? But I would have had to go in, and you know, my 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 standard would have been like, all right, get, you know, we're going to have to wench the the tractor onto the trailer, hook up the truck, drive it into Lulich and tell him it doesn't work. And, and Lulich is going to look at me crosswise and just go, well, it's this switch right here, you know, and like you figure it out right away. Same thing with the thermocoupler, you know, and they, so I wanted to buy a new water heater. I was like, yeah, I think we need a new water heater. Mike, he's like, no, you know, that's probably just the thermocoupler. I'm like, pretended like I knew what that was too. And you pulled it out and handed it to me and I had to go get a new thermocoupler. And I, I I did, but I mean to this day I don't know what a thermocoupler does. Do you? Of course you do. Yeah. What does a thermocoupler do? Measures the heat. All it all it does is you got a standing pilot, and it just measures that there's a pilot. Because if you don't have a pilot and the gas comes on you and it ignites, it'll blow the place up. So a thermocouple, if it's not, it just sends a small amount of electricity back to the gas valve mm. that says yes, there's a pilot, so that when the gas valve opens. It'll light. Uh, that's that's what it does. See, yeah, that's 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 what I'm it's talking. About. A, it's a measure of uh, it's a unit of measurement. It's called the mic, ladies and gentlemen. The mic. It's a ten ten. So anyway, you you know you can have like a like think about it this way. Like I was out there digging a ditch literally the other just yesterday, a drainage ditch with a shovel. Now on a scale of a one to ten, in terms of difficulty, digging a ditch is probably a one or a two. Maybe uh, depends on who we are and what's upon, going on. Yeah, and the ditch. Okay, but it's a low, low number. I, I, I admit to that. I, I'm all over ones and twos like that. No problem. But you could do that really, really well, and you'd be a two ten. You see? There you go. Yeah. You know, okay. or you see the see what I'm saying? But, but if you know, we don't call Mike for two tens. Okay. When we when the mic comes out, you need a ten ten answer. Anyway, even a nine ten, you know, or a ten nine, it's you know, it's it's, it's how this thing works. I think, I think we should get that into Wikipedia. The mic, uh, the unit of measurement. Yeah. Anyway, I like I it. Think. Um, 
So anyway, you um, you know, Mike, you, you not only did you work in a cheese factory, you also own. I, I learned this the other day, and I, or I guess I, I learned it last year, but I brought it back up. You also owned a mill. Yes, I had a I had a sawmill for uh, maybe a year and a half, two years. My wife would not go in it. Uh, yeah, she just refused. She said it would. It, it did Mess something her to her hair. hair. Yeah, the sawdust. Uh, <laughs> I did not keep it very long. My father-in-law, who's a very wise man, told me once, do not buy a business your wife can't run, and he's correct. Mm. Uh, so we sold that. Uh, I, I kind of miss it some days because I had all the lumber I wanted then. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, it was time for it to go. So, I mean, what what did you um, – I just, you know, I, I said to Joan, we are at the bar, and I said, and you never went in there. Nope. I said, you weren't even mildly curious as to what was happening inside of that building. Nope. I said, I, you know, he couldn't have kept me out of there. Like, right? I mean, it's, oh, it's, it's a sawmill. I got to know what's going on inside. I got to, I want to learn how it works. Oh, she did not. It was basically a one man operation. It was a bandsaw mill. Mm -hmm. So, and I had a contract that I had with uh, Norco Windows that mm -hmm. I sawed lumber for them. And then I, I had a kiln where I dry lumber, mm -hmm. make paneling. Flooring, I had flooring heads where I could make flooring. Uh, like I said, sometimes I miss it, but that was a tough. That was tough. It was tough to yeah. if you wanted to leave to f try to find somebody that wasn't standing in a pile of sawdust smoking a cigarette as soon as you turned your back. Uh, but I enjoyed it. Yeah, it was it was fun while you, it lasted. You know, um, speaking of of sawmilling, we we had that blowdown. Um, last summer, there was a storm, big storm, and it, it blew down uh, a, a bunch of those um, white spruces out there. And uh, we had, uh, I, I had, I had one of the local guys come and and and, and help us out uh, with that. And I thought, you know, I got to do something with that. I mean, those are those are phenomenal trees, and they're you know probably you know sixty, seventy, eighty years old. I think we lost five or six of them, and I thought, well, you know, we're going to expand the bunkhouse for the heroes, and um, we need some 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 lumber to do that. So I I figured it was going to probably cost me, you know, some money, uh, obviously, to have somebody bring a, a portable saw out here and 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 do that. Um, but uh, what the heck, right? It's better than letting the bugs get it. Yeah. And so that that's what they did, and I think they, the first estimate was like there was going to be like three hundred and eighty two by fours, and we ended up with like five hundred and forty of them or something, you know, something like that. So um, it was. Uh, it, I I mean, I wished I had been here to see it. I just think it's I think it's really super cool, you know, this idea of cutting wood and two by fours, you know. You know, and at the end of the day, again, once again, it's just like the the rock that's in the shower. Yeah. You know, part of that's going to be yeah. built from trees that came off the property, which right. is always kind of, yeah. to me, it's always kind of cool to say, hey, these this came from the property, right. you know. Uh, it just gives it a little more yeah. meaning, I guess, or yeah. what, whatever it might be. Yeah. Well, it feels good. I mean, uh, it does. I, it, it, you know, it, it's a warm, fuzzy feeling, and... and yeah, I was taking a shower, standing on you know the other night, the other night, last night, you know, standing on river rock that I picked out of the, you know, tributary of a jump of the jump river, and and that you you know you uh, skillfully installed. It's beautiful. It's it's just it's nice. It's 
it's like anything else, you know. Um, the more you put in it, the more you get out of it, and, and those things, those things don't—they uh, don't just happen, you know. No, there's there's nothing worth doing that just happens. Yeah, that's right. Anything yeah. worth doing is going to be a certain amount of work involved in it, yeah. you know. And it's just—you know—I told my kids a long time ago: if if you find something you really enjoy, figure out how to get paid for it. You'll never work a day in your life. Yeah. That's right, and that's, and I, you know, I enjoy doing this kind of stuff. Yeah, I, it's, I, I'd rather come out and volunteer for you <laughs> than go get paid by somebody. <laughs> well, that's just yeah. the way it, I, you know, I'm, I'm at that, I'm at that point in my life. Well, you've done amazing things. I got a photo I ran across the other day. It would have been at least I don't know, probably twelve years ago, ten, twelve years ago. I don't know. When we put the addition onto the bunkhouse, I got a picture of you up on the roof slinging a hammer. You know, I mean that was uh, I mean that that was a long time ago. But you you were there and did did the majority of that work. We had you know other other guys pitch in. A lot of the heroes helped do that too. But you know, it once upon a time was just a barn. You know, and now it's a bunkhouse where where our wounded veterans stay when they're up here. And um, you know, we are we're you know we're trying to get it so that uh, we can have our very severely injured, our spinal cord, uh, you know, the, the guys that have uh, spinal cord issues and living with, you know, paralysis, the first step was getting a bathroom that uh, you could get a wheelchair in. And, um, you know, that's obviously a, a major concern for anybody who has, uh, you know, is, is confined to a, a wheelchair or a mobility device. Um, if you don't have the proper facilities, it just they can't be here. And yeah. so I wanted to, um, you know, I want to make sure that, you know, we send a very clear message uh, to throughout the foundation that, that uh, you know, that this is important uh, to be able to do that. Right now we don't have a facility and we have 35 missions and I'm sorry, almost 50 missions and 35 different states and we don't have uh, an American Disabilities Act compliant facility. Because most of the people are like, you know, I am or was, um, you know, just wanting to help wounded veterans, but not, you know, really thinking through a lot of it. And granted, the, the, the wheelchair population is not a huge, is not a, it's not a, it's a small percentage of our combat wounded. But uh, in my opinion, it's probably the most important, you know, if not the most important segment. I mean, for crying out loud, they'll never walk again. And so they deserve to have a place where they can go and take a shower and, and do their business and a, and a, and a place to, to sleep. And we don't have a place for them to sleep right now. So the next step is blow out that, uh, one of the, the, that sidewall there and create a, a space so that, uh, we can properly birth them when they're, when they're here. So, um, and I, and I, I hope that, that that, once that's done you know, um, that, that we can, you know, um, start uh, clear, you know, start to serve them a little more effectively, and uh, I hope that'll send a signal to uh, many others across the country, you know, to to maybe start thinking along those lines. Well, and I, I personally, I think we could get that done this summer. Really? Well, I I don't know why not. I mean, uh, there's I I don't know what the fi funding is on that, but I know I can find volunteers to come out here and and start putting it together. And, oh, we well, I, I we can we can uh, I. We we can do it. Don't let the you know uh, think that wood will be dry by then. 
if it's, it's in, in a kiln, kiln that's now? yeah if it's in a kiln that's probably dry now really okay it don't have to go in it don't if it's if he's kiln drying it typically you know it depends but you're probably a week or two is all it's really, really is all it really takes huh. in a kiln depending upon uh where what kind of kiln it is sometimes it's even less than that um hmm. So it should be it should be good to go, and I I don't know what he cut it at, but if we're using that, it doesn't matter as long as it's uniform. Mm -hmm. You know, it's the only thing you'd have to really is if it's not you know a true two by four is we just have to get something a little bit wider so that the plates match, you know, the top mm -hmm. and bottom, and yeah, just get it done. Well, we should because we can. We would uh, not not, um, not not let the resource stand in the way because. We, we we you know we can we can make that happen. Cause I I would I would love to see that, you know. And the thing is too, I I mean I don't know this for a fact, but I'm guessing if you got somebody in a wheelchair, you also got to have a caregiver with them. Well, sometimes so you need or some, or not always. I don't. Not know. always, no, not always. But okay. but some, in some some cases, yeah. And and that's what we, when we approach them, we say, you know, do you need a caregiver? And if the answer is yes, then that's that that space there that it. It really probably needs to have at least two two beds in it, like you know, with partitions or something yeah. like this, for a little bit of privacy. Maybe not rooms. I don't know. We have to think through that. But we got to pour that. I mean, if that slab got poured, like, I mean, we should go mark that, you know, and then just well, let's wait till the snow is gone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's but yeah, isn't that next? I mean, mark that would be it next. and then mark kinda, it out and. And then probably and then, get, get a dozer back there or something and, and knock have some them, of them. Yep, get the black dirt off, get yeah. some good, decent fill down again. and Yeah. Uh, I guess before you do it, is mark it out, and then we'd go back to where. Because I, I would, it, that would be nice to have a contractor come in and at least frame it out. But yeah. Uh, or I guess, I guess that ain't that big or a deal. Or the concrete? Have them, have them, well, the concrete, and then have, drop a plan. You got to have a plan. Yeah. Or what you're going to do with it? Put something. We to do. Scale. We do. You help this. Well, yes, I do. We do have that. One. We if do. That's have still what we're going to go with. Well, yeah, I, I, and I still have that at my house. You probably still have a copy of it too. I'm somewhere. Guess, somewhere. I mean, we should look at it again. <laughs> I, I know. I know where mine is. It's it's on my desk. It only got rejected um, by like three or four different grant proposals yeah. that we made. Knock, knock, knock. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't know why that's See, David told me that there's these four buttons not to push, and I just pushed one of them. <laughs> I was looking for the applause. Okay, because I'm not hearing you now. Oh, you're not? Nope. You're not hearing me. Well, I can hear you, but but not in the my, headphones. Is my, really? Oh, boy. What did I just do there? Oh, man. You can't hear me at all. Not like it was. Can you hear me yet? Yeah, I can hear you just fine. Did I, did I, how about your volume? Is oh, that, wait, maybe I am. Is it good now? Yeah, I think so. I, I think don't. it's, is it still, it looks like it's still recording. I hope it is. Well, listen, I, I, I wanted to, uh, yeah, I think we're still good. Okay. Yeah. Well, then one of those is an applause button and I pushed it, it, it to the edit, to the guy that's going to edit. Don't edit that out. That's what I, and that's, that's part of the good stuff here. We, we want one take, one shot, one kill. But anyway, so yeah, I was saying knock, knock, knock. You know, we, we went after like, I don't know how many different people and organizations we asked 
for them to support this idea to build an addition, you know, not just the the bathroom, but you know, a place for our our, our wheelchair, uh, you know, paralyzed veterans to uh, you know sleep. And we need a place for them to sleep on the first floor, so they don't have to go upstairs, you know. But uh, anyway, I, we're just gonna do it. I mean, we got the lumber now, and we just get the you know, just we should blow those blow the dust off that plan and take a look at it. I can dig it out when you come up next time. Yeah. Or before For you go sure. back this time. I, I, like I said, I know right where it is. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's, it's I a slab, right? With a, yeah, with it's a, just I mean, a slab. Tie the slab in and put the walls up. Right. The, the, worst, the worst part of it will be tying the roof in. Yeah. And that's not that complicated yeah. either as far as that goes. I guess I've built a house. I guess I can build that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's not. It's, and, I, you know, like I said, this, is, this community up here is awesome. I, we can yeah they are we can get people that will come out and help in a minute oh well, for sure it's, uh, it's uh and even the heroes they say all the time when i see you know when i when i posted that about the the, the bathroom there i had, i can't tell you how many people just crawled out of the woodwork saying hey next time you do something like that give me a holler i can swing a hammer i mean there's a ton of yes you know we could if we and we probably should to be to do it right we should probably say hey there's a you know, there's a, a week period here where if you want to volunteer and feel like you, you know, bring yeah. your hammer and want to want to help. I mean, our problem isn't going to be get finding people to help. No, not yeah, up here for sure. And I'll I'll tell you what that with being off the grid, the system you got here right now is so nice. Yeah, because we can work out here. We don't have to listen to generator run. You know, no. it's, and I when I was doing that stuff in earlier, I mean, I I could run. I could run my compressor, I could run my table saw, I could run my chop saw. I just couldn't run them at the same time. Yeah. Uh, my hat's off to Battleborn because they... Yeah, they did they, a great job, didn't they? That's phenomenal. I, yeah. Uh, my next motorhome is going to have that system. Yeah. That's if this one don't. So what Mike's talking about is um, this summer, um, we, well, before that, right right before, I guess in the, about a year ago in the springtime, I got a, I got a, I got a heads up that these folks from Battleborn Batteries and Dragonfly Energy wanted to uh, chat with me about the work that the foundation was doing. And uh, so we had this conference call they set up. And um, the next thing you know, after the conference call that uh, afternoon or that, that later that afternoon, I'm told, hey, we're flying in on an airplane to come check out your camp. And they did, and they came out and did a little site survey. They wanted to completely, you know, outfit the bunkhouse with uh, these lithium-ion batteries and connect them to a solar panel array and and keep the the foundation, you know, get this, you know, there were our buildings didn't have any light in them, and and we were running off of a generator, and uh, now it's all clean solar power energy thanks to Battleborn batteries. And the system is phenomenal. It is. I like I said, it's. I, I couldn't believe it when I was out here. I, I can't remember where I came out and there were some people working on some other stuff. I said, I hope you don't mind. I got to fire the generator up. Well, you can, but you don't have to. Yeah. Uh and I there was very few times. Once in a while, to sun, I would run it for a little bit, but for the most yeah. part, I everything I did in there was all done yeah. off that solar panels. It, it was awesome yeah it's so peaceful out here it really is you don't have to listen to that generator it's yep it's it's a game changer you know it's an absolute game changer so yep thank you battleborn batteries dragonfly energy we 
we uh, are enjoying the the uh, fruits of your labor. And they came in here and did all that uh, and became a five star sponsor for the foundation um, like overnight. And they did it all. You know, they didn't charge us a penny to do all that. And then they turned around and said, hey, you know, that uh, Airstream trailer you got there that, you know, you're running around the country in, we'd like to uh, retrofit that with Battleborne batteries and a solar power solution as well. And the next thing you know, I'm driving this thing down to uh, to, to Indiana and uh, Future Solutions is, is installing uh, Battleborne batteries and a solar power array on top of the Airstream. I mean, it's they're an awesome company. Yep, they, they really, they really are. are. They, and I, I can't believe it. I when they were up here, I was gonna come out and okay, I'm gonna run out and talk to them on Tuesday. They were here on Monday and they were gone. Yeah, they they weren't even here on Tuesday. No, they um, came and they flew in on a plane. They had guys, some guys drove. I guess I don't know, but I, I was I jokingly say it was like a ranger mission. You know, they came they in, in the middle of the night. Here. It was dark when they got here. It was dark when they left, but they did it within 24 hours and they all left. Yeah, I. Because like I said, I wanted to come out and say hi, and they were yeah, gone. I know, amazing, absolutely amazing. Yeah. As well as well as you know, the like many members of this community and and several across the country, you know, pe- people have uh, poured their heart and soul into the to the work that we're doing, um, and um, and it's just a it's a blessing, and it, it really is. I mean. You, you can't. I mean, you can't make it up. How, I, if you'd have told me, you know, two years ago, three years ago, whenever, hey, some guys from Battleborn Batteries are gonna get a hold of you and they're gonna come out here and retrofit your entire system with these batteries and solar power, and you're gonna be green, clean, and off the grid, and everything's gonna work perfectly. Out of, I don't know what I would have said, but uh, I, I know I probably would have looked at them with, uh, you know, one right raised eyebrow. But that's exactly what happened. Yeah, they would definitely be a 10-10. That's a 10-10. <laughs> See, they mic'd it. That's what I'm talking about. That's exactly right. That's a 10. That's a 10-10. Uh, it got mic'd. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's a 10-10, though. <laughs> That's right. Because, uh, I mean, if I look at that system, uh, you know, it's... here, Art, Art Kandiran and I were up here, and we were trying to sort this all out, you know, because, you know, we, we, as, you know, as, as former military officers, in the infantry, you know, we didn't have to know, uh, you know, about things like that. But we, you know, now that we are exposed to things like that, we have a, you know, natural inclination to want to understand it. How does it work? And, you know, and, and electricity and power is one of those things that I'm like, you know, again, I I don't have, I just don't have that skill set. And I just look at, to me, it's, it's you know, it's five or six boxes in a bank of batteries and a, bunch of solar power panels and that's how it all works it's it's magic but it certainly does yeah it's yeah that one's over my head yeah <laughs> it's pretty cool yeah uh, yeah it's it's cool yeah and the nice thing about lithium batteries uh, from what i understand is you know you couldn't do that with lead batteries because lead batteries emit like um a a, a you know gas gas right yeah. and that can be toxic you you'd had a it would have to have been done different. Yeah. You know, the batteries would have had to have been outside. Yeah. They're not going to last as long. Yeah. And I, I did some reading on this because I'm, I'm looking, like I said, I am looking at it for my motorhome. Like a lead battery, when it gets 60%, it's it's drops down a lot in the, the amount. It's output. 
yeah or these lithium batteries they'll go down 20 percent and they're still putting out 12 12 volts or whatever they're full right, right. they're still at full power yeah uh from what i was what i was reading whereas yeah. a, a lead battery it's not going to work that way they're yeah. They start going dead, they're dead. Yeah. You know, it's, they, they stop putting out. Well, those, the other thing about, you know, like lead batteries, I mean, they, or lithium ion batteries anyway, um, you know, they're, they're how, like, they're not suited. There's certain things they're not suited for. They're not designed to do, like, cranking power, like, no. right now. I no. mean, it's not, it, it's perfect for a home. It's, you know, uh, uh, you know, a, 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 a bunkhouse, an RV. As long as you're not asking that you know to be like a cranking battery to start something, I mean, lead lead batteries have their application, and that's pretty much what it is. Yeah. But they're you know one of Battleborn battery sayings is lead is dead, you know, and um, get out there and and stay out there, and and they certainly have a, you know enabled us to to do that, and we are, we're very appreciative of that. So um, the the one other thing I wanted to chat about, you mentioned it earlier about getting wrapped in the head with a flashlight. So <laughs> I think it's, you know, we were we're both Mike and I are our our fathers, dads, and, and uh, you know, uh, Mike had a little of a head start on me in that I was a late bloomer there. But um, we were talking about being, you know, about being dads and what you'd learned from your dad, and and so as we're out there putting the uh, the tracks on the Argo. Mike mentions getting wrapped in the head with a flashlight by his dad, and uh, you know, on several occasions, I'm I'm sure a few occasions anyway. Um, and I'm not talking about doing any bodily harm; just getting just getting whacked in the head a little bit, right? Bringing your attention to what's going on. That's right, because you know, he would say he said uh, to you, like, "Are you holding that flashlight so you can see, or so that I can see?" You know, it's you know you. you I don't know. You, you learn, th you just yeah. learn respect, number one, yeah. which I think we've lost a lot yeah. in this country. Yeah. Uh, you know, respect for anything, respect yeah. for your property, people, yeah. other people. Yeah. And it's, you know, um, and that's taught as, yeah. as a young person. You're, you know, I can remember when I was a kid, if you were walking and you didn't need to know the guy, if he told you to knock it off, you knocked it off, at least till he was out of sight. Right. You know, today they'll flip you off. Right. You know, it's yeah. We just didn't do that as kids. No, no. Uh, different, different, it's different, a different world. Different world today. Yeah, and I don't know. I don't necessarily think it's it, it. It you know, it's better. And that's what my comment was the other day. I, I think I think we could probably, you know, go back to getting wrapped in the head with a flashlight a little bit. Now, now, you know, you know what I mean. I mean, it, it's it, it's. Uh, I think that that unfortunately is something that's you know that's sort of you know dying if you will or or damn near dead um but yeah when you know when you're when you're up underneath the you know the uh, when you're in, under the crawl space with your dad in a flashlight and and it's kind of miserable but you have to help him cuz you're holding the light and you're the gopher and yeah, and you're holding the light in the wrong place because you're trying to see what's going on, <laughs> <laughs> and you get a little tink yeah, upside of the head. Yeah. I mean, that goes a long way. It, it does. Yes, it does. You, you don't forget it. <laughs> That's how you get to be the Mike. That's you yeah. know. Okay. That's fun. But it's it you know it's part yeah. of life. You know yeah. it's yeah it is um, it is or was. So, um, Mike, I I just uh, I, I I wanted to. You know, part part of the podcast series really uh, 
from my perspective is to, you know, really um, focus on great people who've, you know, helped the foundation um, do so much in such a short period of time. And uh, you are certainly, uh, you know, up here, you're the, uh, you know, you got, you got a C on the jersey for the captain there. And we really appreciate everything that you've done, your leadership, you're, you're humble about it. Um, you, you have a, an amazing, uh, you know, attitude and, and you, your skill set is, is superior. And oh, by the way, M- Mike just doesn't come up here and fix things. You know, Mike and, and his wonderful bride, Joan, have raised a lot of money for the foundation as well through A&W, through Club 13, through their extended network of friends and, f- and family um, in this community. And so, you know, you, you've won our, our Volunteer of the Year Award multiple times. You know, I mean, it, we just can't pin, it's really hard to pin any more medals on your chest, buddy. You're an amazing well, man. You know, the, the amazing people are the people that come up here. Not me, because if it wasn't for those people, we can't sit here and do this. If it wasn't for the people that served under you and, and yourself, and we can't do this. That That's yeah. why that's why we're free in America. People need to start remembering that there, that came at a cost. Yeah. And when you when you see these guys, you see part of that cost. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I can remember. I don't remember the general's name, but when he when he was hopping down the steps with no leg, uh, I think he you picked him up from the airport and he asked you if he could take his leg off. Uh, I think I got that right. Yeah. That's oh, he no. slipped to that one where he, where he, oh, that's right, that's right. I forgot. There's so many of them. Yeah. So so yeah, he we're driving back. We're driving back from the. Uh, um, was he the guy from Alabama? I I'm not sure. I'm not. Yeah, yeah. I think it was. We we I picked but, him up at the airport in Wausau, and he 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 he, he didn't. Uh, I I mean, they usually they tell us on their application. You know, we ask them the nature of their of their you know wounds. And um, I can't remember, and I, I had forgotten or I didn't know. His name was Jack. Yeah, okay. And uh, he's from Alabama. And um, and, I, and I forgot that he was wearing a prosthetic because his walk, his gait was normal. And uh, he had long pants on. And uh, we're driving, uh, you know, back here to camp. And he says to me, um, you know, do you mind if I take my leg off? Cause he'd been traveling all day, you know, and you, you know, I said, no, absolutely. You know? And so there we were, you know, you know, not, not a big deal, but, but you know, I mean, it's just not you, something you expect, not, not <laughs> something you expect. I had, I had another guy who, uh, I was, you know, at the time I was driving that truck, Jake's driving that big Ford F three fifty, And I had picked him up, you know, at the, at the airport and, and, uh, you know, open the door. He's trying to get into this, the passenger, side there and for whatever reason you know makes a you know a misstep falls completely out of the truck you know i'm in the driver's side i mean i got it in park you know i I get out i run over there his legs not attached to him anymore it's you know it had come off in the fall and so you know there's this guy in his leg you know and i'm like i'm immediately you know picking him up and helping him and he's laughing about it you know, that's, that's the thing is, you know, yeah, I mean, it's just, it, you know, it's a, it's, a, I don't know what to say about it, but it's, it's, a, it's humble. It's a very humbling it, it, it experience. Is. You know, it is. I, 
like I said, they're 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 the people that deserve yeah. the yeah uh, the credit. That that's why I do it. Yes. Yeah. Uh, that's my, why it's my I way do of it saying too. thank you. Yeah. Because uh, I never served in the military, and sometimes I feel bad about that, but uh, it's my way of saying thank you. Yeah. Well, you know, I've said I've said forever. Um, you know, to, to, to that is because all I hear that a lot, you know, guys say, you know, they never served and they feel bad about it. But, you know, it's always guys like you who've given uh, above and beyond. And, and I'll tell you that the work that you're uh, doing now to, to support the foundation, um, I'm certain um, is more important than whatever you would have done if you were wearing a uniform. And I mean that with my whole heart because I can tell you the work that I'm doing now and have been doing for the last 16 years with the foundation is more important than what I was doing when I was wearing a uniform. And I mean that with all, all you know, very sincerely. So this is just very powerful work and, 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 you know, you're, you're certainly, you know, paying forward and have done an amazing job and, and we're very, very thankful. Um, you know, and, 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 and it's your attitude, Mike, you've just got an amazing attitude too. And, and that's, to me, that's uh, very valuable and very rare to have somebody with your skill set, your attitude, your perspective, you know, work ethic, et cetera, et cetera, means, you know, um, and to be humble in the, in, in, you know, throughout all of it is uh, really something special. And, and I want to, and I just want to thank you for everything you've done. And well, it's great. I want to thank you. <laughs> so that's where we're at. <laughs> it's uh, I, cause I do, it's, what you do out here is awesome. Yeah, well, it thanks. really is. And not only here, you're doing it all across the country. Well, uh, lots of people are doing it across yes. the country. Yeah, well, for sure. And, and, uh, I may have, I may have, uh, you know, lit the spark that, that, that caused some flames, but, um, yeah, that's, it's, that's what's really, what's really neat about it is all these, these people that are doing, you know, replicating missions like this across the country where, you know, and if you're listening to this and have no clue, you know, what's happening out there in the field, you know, I'll just spend a second and tell you, you know, here, like at Camp Hackett is a, is a very small example of what's happening out there. But, um, you know, up here when they, it, it's usually four or five days, okay, of an all expense paid world-class outdoor sporting activity, whether that's hunting or fishing. And uh, we operate in small groups, uh, usually uh, no no more than five or six, always led by one of our trained and certified guides who happen to be Purple Heart recipients. And yes, that's who we serve, the combat wounded Purple Hearts, um, regardless of the era of their conflict. So it could have been w wounded and we used to serve Vietnam. Well, we still serve a lot of Vietnam guys, but we used to serve, there. we've even served some Korean and World War II guys. And um, if you had a Purple Heart, that's 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 all that matters. And so, you know, this idea of honor, connect, and heal, you know, bring them together, these great Americans who bled for our country in the boots that they were issued, um, connect them with each other, connect them uh, with great communities and people who care, and get them in the outdoors and, and through that process. Uh, you know, there's a lot of healing that happens and on a lot of levels, it's not just the healing that happens within the heroes is if you read those testimonials, you go to the website, you know, um, under the about tab, you can see 
where you have testimonials and you can click on there. There's over 900 of them. First person testimonials from all the heroes we've served over the years, and they all have a common thread. And that's just basically thank you. You know, thank you for what you've done for me. I would have never thought that people would have opened their, you know, arms and their homes and, and provided their resource to allow us to, to go and fish for muskie or hunt for, you know, rough grouse or whitetail or, or bear. Doesn't matter, you know. Um, but, but they just want to feel like what they did was valued, you know, by somebody. And um, it's been, you know, I think the foundation has been a beacon in that regard because there's been, uh, I think the sportsmen are very special people and they're very patriotic. And um, so, you know, they, they, they're pouring uh, their heart and soul into this mission. And um, we've created a lot of safe and wonderful space for, for our combat wounded all across the country. And, um, and it's amazing. And, and Mike, uh, you know, you're the centerpiece to the chessboard up here. And, you know, we really appreciate all you've done. And, uh, you know, it's great having you on the, uh, on the program here. Thank you. I, it's, but I don't do it by myself though. Yeah. I, I get help. Yeah. So it's, um, it's, like I said, it's a worthy cause. Yeah. If anybody out there, if, um, just like you said, go to the, go to their website. If you, it's, it's a worthy cause. It's worth giving something to, yeah. uh, whether it be time or whatever it might be. But I know it's, I just, when we were just sitting here, we were talking about the bunkhouse when it first started, but when we put the, the heat in, I was out here with a heating contractor and we're standing there and you had the, the old heaters in there, uh, the, with the propane tanks. Oh, yeah. yeah. I looked at Donnie and I said, these guys made it through the war and now they're going to die of asphyxiation. <laughs> right? We got to do something. And we actually got one of the companies to donate a, uh, that furnace, which yeah. has been working great. It's so, a great furnace. It uh, sure is. And, and nobody's going to asphyxiate from it. Yeah. Uh, is that serious? When I looked at that, I'm like, no, this ain't right. <laughs> no, that's true. Well, uh, we were kind of on a shoestring, man. And we yeah. were out here. I mean, uh, I... Hey, it was rough, that's for sure. Uh, and some people would come out here and still say it's rough, but um, it's it's really kind of like a home away from home for me. That's why, you know, I, I come up here as often as I do. Um, you know, leaders need, you know, healing time and space as well, I mean, as you know. And uh, this has been a, a sanctuary for me. And, um, you know, I come up here to get right with the world and, and to do some work and prep for the fall. Um, you know, obviously there's a ton of work to do out here, but, um, it's, uh, it's really neat. And when I don't have to focus on the systems, you know, and worrying about if this is working and that's working and how to fix this, I mean, there's still always going to be a little of that, but when, when my attention is freed from, from a lot of that, it allows me to do the kind of leadership things that I need to do, uh, to help advance the mission. And, and, uh, so, you know, you you have what you probably don't realize, Mike, is that all the work that you've done to, you know, get things to where they are today has allowed me a ton of freedom of action. OK, as as the key, you know, as the principal leader of the organization, you've freed up my time to, to focus on things that are important to me. And uh, hopefully have, uh, you know, a, a broader, you know, reach or impact within the organization. So 
um, that's just one of those uh, additional benefits, I suppose, of having uh, you on the team, and you know, it's 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 much appreciated. Again, thank you, Brian. I like I said, I just appreciate everything yeah. you guys have done for me. So. Uh, and the sun is setting, and um, here here at Camp Hackett, and so I think we're going to roll this up, and uh, we appreciate everybody tuning in, and. Uh, that's all from Camp Packet with uh, myself and Mike Reed. Have a great night. To learn more about the mission of the Wounded Warriors in Action Foundation and how you can get involved, please visit our website at www.iaf.org or follow our social media pages on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn. Thank you for listening to the WWIA podcast and for helping us honor, connect, and heal our combat-wounded Purple Heart heroes through the power of the great outdoors. If you like what you're listening to here and would like to join our team in our mission to bring healing power and recovery to America's Purple Heart heroes, please become part of our Sponsor a Hero team by clicking on the link in the podcast notes or by going to wwiaf.org forward slash sponsor. That's wwiaf.org forward slash sponsor. Our heroes need you now more than ever. Thank you.